control Your whole life, man, you gonna be a miserable person Straight up And unfortunately, that's where we're at A lot of people are consumed by this And it's driving them crazy And they hate their neighbors Sad What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground. This is episode 89. My name is David, and I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West, Kemp style. Nations. And this is a show where every week we remind you... Politics ruins everything. Despite what commenters like to tell me on YouTube. <laughs> right? Or TikTok. Well, welcome back to the show, Joseph. Yeah, TikTok too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How are you doing, man? Oh, not bad. It's a cool, rainy day here in North Carolina, so things are uh, much better. Uh, it's been kind of blazing hot recently, so this is a nice change of pace, especially on days that we are recording because uh, everything up here when we're recording gets way hotter. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's like when we've been recording those Halo videos, mm-hmm. uh, I, the last one that we did for the season finale, my back was like drenched by the time we were done because <laughs> I can't have a fan on because yep. the the noise gets into the mic and then everyone can hear that and it bugs them but also bugs me too and there's not a lot you can do about it uh, in post that doesn't right. doesn't make the audio sound worse so I hear you on that man it was uh it was sleeting yesterday I think or the day before <laughs> yesterday and then it was cold yesterday too so it was in the 30s this weekend which is just crazy we're in the middle of May right, right. or towards the end of May and then today it warms up to 57 and I'm in here in my room sweating and I was just thinking, you know what? I'm going to have to change my shirt for the next episode so I don't have, you know, the pit uh-huh. stains. Cause that's always lovely in videos when you go back oh. and watch them and you're, you're like, like, oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely happened in some of the past videos to me yeah, too. Man. So There's been a lot of things that have happened since the last time we recorded. Yes. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, to the dismay of um, every fangirl out there. Um, Madison Cawthorn did not uh, get re or not not even reelected, right? Like what's because yeah. it, it was a uh, it was a primary, yeah. So yeah, so he uh, lost his primary challenge to some uh, other dude. Who's don't know who he is. I can't even remember. Yeah, who cares? He's not going to be as fun as Madison Cawthorn with the great understanding of culture he had <laughs> and the terms that he came up with, such as dark maga dark maga yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as a, speaking of which i wanted to pull up that instagram post just to do it i'm not signed in so i'm not worried about it but it was in his instagram <laughs> post that he did that not you signed s- in on my computer well, but i can look up no you sent it to me though didn't you yeah, i think i did i got it right here All okay right. Uh, yeah i just grabbed it yeah when the establishment turned their guns on me when the uni party coalesced to defeat the america first member very few people had my back this list includes the lion's share of figures that came to my defense when it was not politically profitable these are honorable men and women who are the type of friends anyone yearns to have at the beginning of a change the patriot is a rare and hated man blah 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 keeps on going to say that then talks about uh you know how he's going to work now on exposing those who say one thing and promise another the time for Gentile pro- politics, as usual, has come to an end. It's time for the rise of the new right. It's time for dark MAGA <laughs> to truly take command. I just, come on, man. Yeah. 
Like, I'm not gonna lie, Dark Maga though sounds like a pretty cool villain. <laughs> yeah, I mean it would it would make a great comic book, I think. Yeah, especially I think so. if, if it was a little like, uh, a, a little bit comedic, you know, some dark humor or whatever. A little, but like in politics, this is the thing, man. This is what we talk about all the time: is politics is always really cringe. They try to do these things, you know, he's like talking about, oh, when the Patriot is at his lowest or whatever. And it's like, dude, like, like bro, you're not he, Mel Gibson. No, like, he just didn't. A lot of conservatives don't understand culture. Right. We talked about that before on previous episodes. Yeah. Very first he, episode. Yep. Do not understand the culture and saying things like dark MAGA, you know, and, you know, this kind of romanticism behind everything uh-huh. it's it's like uh-huh. you can we've talked about this before criticize aoc for you know all of her dumb takes right but the one thing she is smart at is she understands culture she, she knows how to engage the culture i should yeah. say so i don't i know you're at least somewhat aware of hassan piker um mm-hmm. he's currently the top I, I think this is still the case the top uh, streamer on twitch right yep. he gets crazy amounts of views every day streams yes, for does. 10 hours a day the guy uh it, it ha- <laughs> despite calling himself a socialist has a three million dollar household that he was able to afford because of twitch streaming now yep. there are theories about why he was able to get as popular as he was as quickly as he did mm-hmm. uh but despite that uh he had aoc on to play Among Us a couple of years ago. It was either last year or year before. I can't quite remember. And the dude, you know, and he was still kind of in his prime at the time. And uh, that is huge, right? She's right. a congresswoman, has a very specific message she's trying to get across, and was able to get on a platform that was seen by a lot of people who are either just becoming voting age or will be voting age soon. It's mm-hmm. a smart political move, right? Yep. What do the Republicans have a tendency to do? Well, only virgins play video games. <laughs> only virgins are into comics and anime. Yeah, right. And you know, and and you're just like you're not helping yourself, right? It's like, and I, <clears throat> you know, what's funny is I see this all the time, not just from in the politics sphere, but like people will be like in other, they're doing some other thing, right? Like they're in right. the, they're in like the gym, they're in like gym culture or um like. Uh, I don't know, like manly type things, culture, and they mm-hmm. always like to use video games as like their devil or whatever. Oh man, you know what Dude, I mean? It happens in church too, yeah. where without fail, one pastor is going to mention video games and how bad it is for the culture. I'm like, dude, anything biblically speaking, right, that you put above Christ is bad for you. Right. It can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. It doesn't matter whether if it's drugs or whether if it's bubbly uh sparkling water or video games or movies or mm-hmm. reading books or you know trimming the verge but it's you know? like for a lot of people it's a pastime right it's like i go yep. to the gym i go to the gym four times a week i still play video games i watch mm-hmm. anime i was like I, like what do you I still you, read my bible yeah, it's like what else yeah what else do you want <laughs> what else do you want from me 
<laughs> right? Like, gets underneath my skin when I hear it in church. I'm like, why? That? Why is that the one thing you go yeah, to? Yeah, of it's all the things. It's always that's the one thing you go to. Yeah, they always have this tendency. You know, it's like, oh, and you I'm can, not saying there's not a point there, right? I get where people are talking about where you know gluttony in the sense of where they just well, binge video games, right? I get sure. that, but there's okay. You're not talking about you're literally you're Here's, literally fat preaching, and uh-huh. you're not talking about eating too much. Yep. There's also um, this sort of thing, too, where they they do stuff like that. And whether it's in church or just any part of culture, you know, you get back to like the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know what gaming, for instance, uh, did for some people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like if sometimes when people have gone through like a really, really, really hard time in their life, it's like that's something that they were able to sort of have a focus on. Mm-hmm. That got them through a tough time, right? Yep. A divorce. We were talking about that earlier like, with someone particular. Yeah. So, where it was for uh, movies and TV shows really right. helped them because they had a you know difficult upbringing. Yeah. And so when you use that as your your like demon to slay, right? Or like mm-hmm. saying this is this thing sucks. You shouldn't be doing this thing. Why aren't you in the gym? Or why aren't you at church? Or why aren't you this? You're not winning anyone over doing that. All you're doing is go. What you're doing, it's it, like no joke. And I know this. This sounds kind of like over. The, this might sound over the top to some people, but it's essentially like you're insulting their mother. Yes. Right. It's got the same effect because it's something that meant something to them for a specific reason. Yep. And you're it's funny. you're doing that. It's anyway. What were you saying? You mentioned that I was watching an interview with Ryan Reynolds yesterday, and he was talking about his, uh, you know, build up in his career. And he said, it's funny because I see all these people on Instagram and TikTok and social media uh, refer to how if, uh, you know, all the, the those who make it, the successful people, they don't have a plan B. They only have their plan A. And it's like, no, I had a plan X. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible advice. Don't listen to that. If anyone's telling yeah. you that, don't listen. To that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like you and I have been talking about that because not only are we using this as a as a potential um uh, business outlet, I guess, I, yeah. you know, a, a source of, uh, you know, we, we talk about the value for value thing. It's like, we're bringing value. We're hoping to get value in return. We'll just leave it yes. at that. Um, and then you still have to, you have to talk about that. So let me, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cut that in yeah. and I'll say that interview with Ryan Reynolds was nice because, you know, I understand why he plays now similar roles is because he said, you know, people aren't going to the movies to see me in movies like buried. Right. He's like, that's fine. It's fair. Doing yeah. those once in a while. That's fine. He's like, but you kind of you want to stay in your same your same lane, so to say, but you want to stretch mm-hmm. within your lane. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, He's but, got enough money now, though, where he could actually do some more. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I always like to refer to marriage story. Uh, yeah. Because that's sort of like the modern one where it's like that movie was because. Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson actually wanted to act in something, you know, mm-hmm. and then Avengers and Star Wars pay the bills. Yeah. And, and when any time I've ever said, you know, Ryan Reynolds or The Rock um, do a great job of playing the same type of characters. Right. Playing themselves. Yeah. It's like I think that they can do better than that. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I think they have the the ability to. Whereas I, I don't. You I, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing sort of Ryan Reynolds in that same role or whatever if the movies he was in were a little bit better. Yeah. I didn't realize though that Deadpool made a billion dollars. The first one did? 
Yeah, apparently. Oh. In the interview, they said it. I, I, I didn't fact no check idea. it. Yeah. Feel free to on that. But yeah, I had no idea. I'm like, daggum. Because it was a, it oh, only had a $58 yeah. million dollar budget. Dude. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, that that is true. Because I think it was the first rated R, um, maybe not rated R movie. Maybe it was rated R movie that ever made a billion dollars. Yeah. Because rated R and, movies t- typically don't. Because you're dude. limiting your income or your, the amount of people who can come see it. And it only had a fifty-eight million dollar budget, man. And the yeah. and the interviewer was like, "Is that a, a high budget? And like for a no. comic book movie?" No. Ryan Reynolds was like, "That was a cocaine budget of Thor." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, yeah, uh, rolling. But speaking of the value for value system, go for it, guys. It's just your ability. If if you're getting value from us, which at this point we think that you are, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. Just click on the show notes, go to our direct.me link. You'll see our PayPal donation link, and we're just asking people uh, if you enjoy our content, content, just set up a one dollar a month recurring payment. You won't miss it in your bank account, and it helps us out to be able to eventually move toward doing this part time and then full time, and then specifically, it allows us with YouTube and, and other things that we have going on to not put ads on our YouTube channel. That's our goal. We don't want to have to do that. But hey, you know, if that's the way that people choose to support us is that they would prefer to watch ads, we'll eventually do that. Um, you can also donate to us from uh, any Bitcoin you want with our Bitcoin wallet address. Be sure to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe, like our videos on there, comment, engage with us. We do our best to respond. We pretty much respond to everyone. Um, a majority of people. Same thing on TikTok. You can find us on there. It's been our YouTube and TikTok has been really growing, which has also been helping out our podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. But remember, you can always send us any articles, videos, anything you find interesting. And if we agree with it, that it is interesting, we'll cover it on the podcast or on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but there was something else when we spoke last week you wanted me to mention uh, oh, yeah. When you donate on PayPal. Oh, right. Yeah. When you do your one dollar a month reoccurring payment or whatever you cho- choose to do, we're only asking for a dollar. Feel free to give more. But you can leave a note and we'll read it live on our podcast. Yes. And it's the same thing, you know, on YouTube as well. If you donate to us uh, from our YouTube videos to the PayPal, we'll uh, do it on our YouTube video, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. Leave us a little bit of note. If for some reason you decide to send us. Uh, Bitcoin, uh, make sure that, because we can track that, make sure that you, whenever you, you can email us a note, please do. Um, you can send your tracking number along with that. I, I'm pretty sure that will continue to be safe. Uh, anyway, just give us like a paper trail that you were the person that, um, donated to us and we'll, we'll read that whether we're, um, doing it on, the podcast, which is usually the would probably be the easiest thing for us to do, um, yep. but if uh, yeah, if you donate through YouTube, let us know, and we'll make sure that we um, specifically like shout out that that's where it's from, or we'll we'll figure it out. It's all it's yeah. still all sort of in the works. Like once it kind of gets up and running, we'll have a better idea of what to do. Um, but yeah, please please do, dude. You know what's so funny? Um, someone asked me yesterday if we were going to start selling Raycons. <laughs> <laughs> or or like uh doing the raid shadow legends thing and i was like no <laughs> and he's like what and i i was trying to kind of explain value for value it's incredible dude and i'm talking about like church people so explaining yeah. this too so you would think it would click with them it's like not not so much no uh, it's it, it's like what you're you're not gonna like sell ads it's like no we're trying to it's like we're clear away from that who yeah. listen 
We are consumers too. We do not like watching ads. We would prefer to keep our YouTube channel and our our, our podcast too, right? But ad-free, right? That's why we ask for donations because, again, we don't want any sponsors because then that kind of restricts what you're allowed to say, right? Encroaches on your free speech. Yeah. Whereas if we just have you guys donating to us, hey, we don't have to worry about putting out quality content. That's uh-huh. it. And we can say whatever we want to. It's like the drama that is going on with a lot of these uh, Lord of the Rings channels mm-hmm. going to that Amazon event. Yep. We want to stay away from getting into situations like that where all of a sudden the people who have been listening to us for a long time, a lot of them start getting uh, suspicious of our yep. intent with something, which is why we said or- even if something came up when we had this yeah. great opportunity that if it's not something like first of all we would tell you essentially that there's things that we can't talk about in the nda like we'll be as open as we possibly can as long as it's not it potentially isn't breaking in nda for something but to be honest you don't have a whole lot to worry about because i don't think that's ever going to (laughs) happen no we don't because we you know we again we would be as clear as possible hey there's a lot we can't speak about because of the nda we had to sign one to go on this but what we can say is that you know, it's not looking so good. Right. You know, didn't change a whole lot. It, yeah, yeah. So a lot. It, we just want to stay clear of sort of the weird things that can happen. Yeah. When you start taking on sponsors, and yep. it's like you know, if we take on a sponsor, and then the product that we're saying is so great, you get it, and you're like, this is crap. Why are they? like shilling for yes, this company that's the worst isn't it yeah i i just don't like that and no. you know and so again, if, that's not to say that amazon couldn't go to our show notes and donate a thousand dollars if they wanted to and leave a like, note thanks, and say hey amazon. <laughs> let, the, let the people know jeff bezos donated to you yeah okay we'll do that you yeah. know what i mean yeah but well let's go ahead and get into the thanks, show elon yeah yeah dude elon hit us up ronald mcdonald um so i i think we're gonna not like fully but we're gonna kind of cover some of this like roe v wade stuff going on um yay so if you're listening you can go to the show notes and i added something from cornell law that's essentially a breakdown of what roe v wade is because what would you say the percent of people is joseph that don't really even know Oh, probably like ninety nine percent. Okay, yeah, and and to be fair, uh, until ninety percent, until so. I started listening to No Agenda and Adam Curry started talking about how it was more about privacy than it was the actual like a, mm-hmm. abortion debate. Um, I didn't really know either. Yeah, I uh, had forgotten when I heard it on No Agenda. That reminded me that I had heard that before. Uh-huh. That was actually from a class I took. That was that it was actually about privacy rights, not necessarily. Um, abortion but it also it it does seem like it did quite a bit more Uh, this is where we got the where the court divided pregnancy period into three trimesters Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see if there was anything else in here that that stood out to me Um, not really Uh, it's crazy too this whole debate because most people the loudest people you see are the ones that are in the fringe minority when it comes to abortion that it should be legal all the way up until the birth of the baby right yeah um whereas most people just want uh what we like to refer to as common sense uh 
abortion regulation and you should only be able to have one abortion. You know, there's not any any more I, need for more than one. I'm just referring to the gun control argument. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of get a, a national database to record everyone who's yeah. had an abortion. It's not like my full stance, but it's sort of my stance as far as like something that I think is like is really practical right now. I just mm-hmm. don't want to pay for it. Yeah. I don't want to be involved in it at all. Any kind of supportive measure yeah. towards that. Like I ta- state and federal tax goes it's kinda, to this stuff. It's kind of crazy too that people got so up in arms about something that should have been never constitutionally should have been made a, a law in the first place. And the reason why the mm-hmm. Democrats got so mad and any other Republican who got mad about this is because – you know, people don't want to do their work because then it requires if you want to make this an amendment to the Constitution requires all the states, you know, a, a vast majority of them. I, I want to say Article five of the Constitution. I can't remember it verbatim. but I think a, a good majority of them have to agree to the amendment for it to become one. Right. Right. And so it's on and so gonna, forth. It's just not going to happen. Nope. And they it's know not. That. And, it, and, it, and then at the same time, it goes back to the state and then they have to legislate. Right. And the one thing that our, that Congress hates doing. It's legislative. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so the only other thing, I was reading a little bit of this. Um, so the, this is uh, post-Roe, which is, this is where a lot of the stuff came from uh, that people associate with Roe, mm-hmm. which isn't the case. You have, It says, the decision in Roe faced a great deal of controversy and 46 states needed to change their abortion laws as a, resor- uh, as a result of the holding, which is incredible. Uh, almost 30 years later, the Supreme Court revisited the issue of abortion in KCV Planned Parenthood in 1992. Uh, the Casey Court uh, kept three, kept three finding, uh, kept the finding made in row is what mm-hmm. that means. Uh, it says women have uh, the women have the right to abort pre viability. Uh, the state may restrict abortion post viability. Uh, the state has a legitimate interest in protecting women's health and life of the fetus. Um. But at where we're at right now is that essentially what's going to happen if this is true and it goes through, uh, it's supposed to be like June, right? June or July. Yeah, something like that. Um, it just it knocks it back to the states. So it's like yep. all these people in California, New York, New Jersey are fine. They're, yeah, nothing's going to change. Nothing. And literally, the woman who gets nothing an abortion is going to change. Doesn't uh, get arrested and jailed. Yeah. The the provider would in the states where it's illegal. You know what I mean? So right. Then there's there's that other argument of women are going to get arrested. No, women aren't going to get arrested. If the provider who performs the abortion has to be a woman. Happens to be a woman. She will get arrested. The right. doctor. Right. But so really, that's I, I think that's kind of where it's at right now. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I included this article in here. It's not really yeah. much to read from CM Punk. He said that elite, rich, white, terrorist, religious, fascists uh, are the ones that want um, uh, abortion and that. Uh, uh, let's see. What does he say? He, he's for those who don't know, CM Punk is a uh, wrestler, superstar. He's a wrestler, pro wrestler, was in WWE. Now he's in all elite wrestling, AEW and he apparently used to write for Marvel Comics. I was like, really? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, he said that uh, those who oppose Roe versus Wade are elite, rich, white, terrorist, religious, fascist. I'm like, that's funny because you're elite, you're rich, and you're white. <laughs> yep. And you you probably have more fascist tendencies than most yep. of the people you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Uh, he said, get your own and 
referring to oh yeah his uh shirt that he wore when he was saying this was had ovaries on it and it said get your home then tell it what to do and i'm like this argument that i remember now why i posted this argument that you can only be a woman and have an opinion isn't true because women have opinions on many things that are men it's not your gender that matters is is this you know what's the role of the federal government the state government and local government in regards to this and then um you know, is this something that as a society should be allowed, right? Does yeah, exactly. this promote the, the decay of society? It, mm-hmm. or does it improve society? And I'm telling yeah. you, as someone, I'm not a historian in the sense <laughs> of an expert, but as someone who has invested a lot of time, I have my degree in history and religious studies and done a ton of studying history. Societies collapse when you attack three things. And I always forget the third F, but faith and family, two things. You attack those two things and whatever third F is, I should remember it, but I can't remember. Uh, then hmm. society starts to crumble. <laughs> Finances, maybe? I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> it always bothers me, too, because I bring it up. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I need to go back and look at yeah. my uh, notes to figure it out. <laughs> it's but, all good. Yeah, but faith and family are the, are the two main things. And yeah. also on the, the the other side of that is if you increase those things and focus on those things, it also helps society, society flourish. Yes, and there's a reason why the um, people, uh, the white people, the elite white people in the South did not want uh, African-Americans to read and to have family and to have faith. Yeah. There's a reason why that's happened in many other societies that have prevented the same things with other people. China. Yep. Because it uh, unifies people and it grows and flourishes their community. It's. It, I mean, why do you think, you know, we've talked about it in the past with the uh, the no man in the home laws uh, when it came to, um, what was the... Oh, yeah. Welfare, what was that? Welfare. When it came yeah. to welfare, um, a lot of the things, and I, man, I... You can say this stuff to people point blank, and it I, I swear it's like they're just not hearing it. Where it, the federal government is anti-family, yes. they are in in many ways they are anti-life. Like we're not even just talking about the abortion debate. Like we've we've talked about this stuff all the time. They are anti-life. They do not care about your life, your family's life, the people around you. They definitely nope. don't care about all of the uh, the people in other countries and their lives. Right. Yeah. It's it's an agenda that they have, and if you're in the way, and they think they can get away with killing you, they're going to do it, and not think twice about it. Yeah, they don't. Uh, so it's it's just a it's it's why right we talk a lot about things being rolled back, federal government, yes. state government, local government needs to be rolled back to the point where most of them are non-existent. And again, it's not that we are necessarily thinking that'll happen in our lifetime, but mm-hmm. it's it's a step-by-step process. It's a slow yep. process. And honestly, I was listening to um, a guy who's running for, oh shoot, I wish I could remember his name. He's a libertarian candidate. He's running in New York for governor, I think. Um, and he was, I know there was Larry Sharp. Larry, yeah, it's Larry Sharp. He was yep. on a he was on a podcast with Dave Smith and uh, some other people, and that he he mentioned this, and I was like, that's so smart. And he and he was talking about how he's like, listen we want these things gone we want them abolished but it's not an immediate thing because if you do it immediately you're going to have a lot of problems but if you slowly roll back these processes you start getting rid of things piece by piece uh people will 
uh, acclimate to them a lot better, right? It's that right. same it's that same analogy that uh, Tim Pool used to like to use with like the crab in the boiling water or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like if you if you if you drop somebody into like boiling water really quickly, they're gonna be like, oh, ah, bleh, you know, and but if you do it slowly and you just slowly start turning that temperature up slowly, 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 um, eventually they don't realize that they're getting boiled now. Right. To be fair, this is sort of in the op- opposite direction because we don't actually want to hurt anybody. Um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> but it, it just comes down to this thing, and it's why I always think it's really funny when people get so like like annoyed by ANCAPs. Now, to be fair, it's like 0.001% of the population. But it's like, why are you so un- like upset ab- with what I believe? It's like, right. it literally means that I have no influence over your life. It's you have complete freedom of your life. Yeah. I have no input into it. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's like I don't want my tax dollars or my money in general to go towards your immoral behavior or what I see as your immoral behavior. And you don't I, I don't have any say in the opposite direction. I'm not right. you know, it's like that that's where it comes down to, and people just forget this stuff all the time. Anyway, um, I don't know. Uh, I put the other thing that I put in here about this, just because if people are interested, there's a Jane Roe documentary on Hulu. Um, take it with a grain of salt. I haven't watched the whole thing. I've watched yep. several uh, pieces of it. There's a lot of uh, confusion, I guess, about whether she she was used by the 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 pro-choice side or the pro-life mm-hmm. side or probably right. both if we're being honest um and what she really believed by the time she died no david she wasn't used by my side <laughs> just the other side yeah so all of that being said it's there you can probably get some in- interesting information about it and learn a little bit more about the whole um uh, the whole case but other than that, I would not necessarily recommend using that as like a, a primary source. <laughs> no, definitely don't do that. Um, oh, shoot. I deleted the Twitter thing. Oh, the, uh, the chance. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love. Gotta love this. And the, my favorite part about this next segment is that the Azov <laughs> Battalion in Ukraine, before any of this started going on between Russia and Ukraine this past year, right? And, you know, in late 2020, uh, plenty of articles out about how they're Nazis. I've, I've read them. I've, I have literally discussed them on previous episodes Yeah. when this, you know, all this stuff started going on um, by late Robert Perry and so on and so forth. And uh, it's funny, the Azov Battalion literally are uh, Nazis, m- most of them. And then on top of that, by the way, just for, for those who don't know, uh, I've seen a lot of people putting the Ukraine uh, flag in their bio who happen to be gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not using that derogatory, just there, there are- Sorry. how they identify the orientation, uh, same-sex attraction. But yet, uh, gay marriage is illegal in Ukraine, by the way, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> So I had to look That's, that up real fast. I'm like irony. Yeah, yeah. it's just so. It <laughs> so these same people mm. that we're about to see the context of that. I'm like, I'm so glad we waited because yeah, uh, it makes perfect context for this next tweet that you're about to. Uh, show you just play a little bit of it because I know there it's a lot of yelling. It's probably not the 
well, there's necessarily a sec- what you want to hear in audio. Go ahead. There's a second one down here where they, he's actually talking to a couple people, okay. so we can play cool. that too. So yeah, I'll play a couple seconds of them. It's just this. It's essentially them at a... Uh, it's in New York. So yeah, they're just... And a diverse group of people chanting as of, as of. They look pretty white to me. Yeah, that was uh, supposed to be a uh, joke for you. Was that a joke? (laughs) Just a very dry sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultra dry. (laughs) All right, here's here's the interviews the guy did. Dark MAGA dry. Dark MAGA dry. Their armbands, as I understand, appropriate some Nazi imagery. Have you seen that? Not How would you respond to not that? Not at all. No Nazi, nothing. They're nationalists, but they're not against any other thing. They are protecting Ukraine and Ukrainian culture. That's it. And the thing that they are Nazis, it's a part of Russian propaganda. In your estimation, are these guys patriots fighting for their of countries? Of course, they are patriots. Look at Japan. They expelled Azov from the list of uh, Nazi uh, organizations. Yes. But I mean, the fact that it was ever on there to begin never, with should never. have been questionable. No, it was no, even on the American. Never. never. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never. Uh, support Ukraine. Spread the word and stand with Ukraine. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, that's pretty much what all of them say. Uh, <laughs> David, I guess we need to address this, the trolls. We're not saying don't support Ukraine, right? We're not saying what Russia's doing in Ukraine is right, but we're also not saying what America's doing is right. Well, that's that's kind of the thing is like... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I all the hands are dirty in this. Yeah, uh, Dave Smith made a really good point on that interview. I may grab some of that for next week because it's, it's like a couple hours long. Um, but one of the things he was saying, because the guy was asking, well, do you think we'll ever get a, get another Hitler? He's like, I don't know. Uh, I think the consensus from the panel was like, that was a very unique time and place. It's not that it's impossible, but everything was sort of in a very specific place to essentially get Stalin, Mao, and Hitler. You know who we need to ask that question to? John Hagee. (laughs) For those who don't know, he always does books on the end times prophecies. Yeah. So what... Uh, Dave Smith ended like his kind of main point though was that if you look at who the who essentially has taken up the place and has murdered the most innocent people uh, in the world in the in the modern century, it's the U.S. It's the yep. federal government. But uh, yep. Afghanistan, Yemen, all you know, we we talk about this on the show all the time, and uh, so it's one of those things that it's like people are constantly. Uh, we were we were talking about this before the show with uh, where people are constantly seeking out this like dragon to fight. Mm-hmm. And there's always a popular thing, whether they're they're looking for things in the Me Too movement, and now they're just like breaking down everyone's door who had uh, a bad date, right? That went right. weird or was turned out to be uncomfortable, but it was never anything close to like what Harvey Weinstein or any of those other people were doing. Or if you review things from uh you know teaser trailers and interviews and articles and stuff prior to a tv show being released yeah apparently that's a dragon some people like to fight oh yeah dude well that's the thing is that it's the like racism dragon where it's like yep. you know you you show like an image of a black woman and all of every uh, there's tons of people who will start just assuming things right and yeah. they're, they're and trying you to don't f- even mention race. don't even mention race and so it, this happens all of the all of the time, and so it's the same thing where everyone's searching for this new Hitler, and and the United States and the federal government uses that yep. as an excuse to do these proxy wars, to do these regime changes in other countries, 
and everyone falls in line because they're so worried about the next Hitler yep. while you're living in a country where your federal government has murdered millions of people. Yep. And then people, when you bring that fact up, people are, will, some people will say, oh, you don't like America? Why don't you move somewhere else? And it's yeah. like, it's like, shut up. I don't, why would I want to go to another country to get killed by America? <laughs> it's like if, yeah. What, if, I could just get killed by them here. If America saw what America was doing, America would try to do a regime change war in America. Yeah, exactly. It's a good it's, And it's a good thing to criticize your government because you want your government to be better, right? Hey, hey, I think it's a good thing that our federal government not kill innocent people. Less existence. I don't know about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. Uh, I would definitely like people in the Middle East not growing up hating me because of my federal government. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, speaking of the federal government, uh, over the last couple of weeks, there has been a lot of uproar about uh, what many have deemed the Ministry of Truth being established uh, within the DOJ, correct? Yes, correct. They And they were calling it the Disinformation Board? Yeah, that's the correct term. The correct Disinformation term. Board. Yeah. And uh, we played some clips by Nini Yankowitz uh, where she was singing doing her like you know i looked up her band too by the way the the harry potter band oh, no. i really wanted to find some good oh, stuff dude. i was only able to listen listen to like one song and i wanted to listen to the entire album of course she had a harry potter themed band <laughs> they're called the moaning did. myrtles <laughs> oh my gosh dude i um so i it's a it's a personal thing and hopefully nobody takes it too too seriously but like i have this thing about certain mm, I don't want to say passions certain fandoms that women have a tendency to latch onto really hard right mm-hmm. specifically Disney kind of just in general and mm-hmm. Harry Potter now with with the Disney thing it, it, it there's varying de- degrees and uh, I just don't like Disney in general I find it kind of creepy Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, along with other things like long before all of this like grooming stuff was coming out I, I just always found Disney to be a little bit creepy but yeah. the Harry Potter thing is another one that it's like there's a lot of women who find their identity in Harry Potter and it's like yes. it's cool if you like it right I, I don't care the same thing like guys who find their identity in sports yeah like for their sports team I'm uh-huh. like and again hey uh, you know I'm sort of speaking to myself and that <laughs> I didn't necessarily find my identity in the Cowboys, but you know, uh, you know, yeah, gotta love yeah. Uh, detaching away from that stuff. Yeah. You know? So it's and, it, and be passionate about the things that you like. But yeah, when it becomes an unhealthy obsession, that's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just sort of like everything about her personality and then you being like, oh, yeah, she has this Harry Potter themed band. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes a lot that of sense. sense. <laughs> it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, they talked one of the songs. I was looking for the song where they talked about Harry Potter in a sexual way, so I could get it for the podcast. Oh no! Yes. Well, if you ever find it, we'll we'll play it for oh, sure. Definitely. I'm gonna jam out to it. I'm gonna be sending it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So there's a clip. Uh, from uh, this is. I want to make sure I got this lady's name right. Dana Bash. She works for mm-hmm. CNN, uh, and she is. Uh, interviewing the uh, Homeland Security Secretary, Alondro Mayorkas, uh, about the disinformation board. So obviously this was before it, it got axed, but this is still really good information, I think, for people to hear because it's mm-hmm. always kind of good to know 
what's really going on with uh, a lot of these people. So we're going to play this uh, clip and then uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. And then it kind of leads, leads directly into like two more, two more things that are going on right now. Okay. Let's talk about a, a different topic, which is uh, what you are calling, your department is calling the Disinformation Governance Board. You unveiled that uh, this week. Republicans are calling it Orwellian and comparing it to the Ministry of Truth in the novel 1984. Can you clarify what exactly is this? What exactly will this disinformation governance board do? Will it monitor American citizens? Dan, I'm very pleased to do so. It, it, it's clear, I mean, th those criticisms are precisely the opposite of what this small working group within the Department of Homeland Security uh, will do. And um, I think we, probably could have done a better job of communicating what it does and does not do. So the, the fact is that disinformation that creates a threat to the security of the homeland is our responsibility to address. Mm -hmm. And this department has been addressing it for years, throughout the years of the prior administration and an ongoing basis. Disinformation from Russia, right. China, We know Iran. the problems, but it's still not clear to me how this governance board will act. What, what will it do? So what it does is it works to ensure that the way in which we address threats, the connectivity between threats and acts of violence are addressed without infringing on free speech, protecting civil rights and civil liberties, the right of privacy. And the board, the, this working group, internal working group, will draw from best practices and communicate those best practices to the operators because the board does not have operational will, authority. Will American citizens be monitored? No. Guarantee what, that. What, yes. So what we do, we, we in the Department of Homeland Security don't monitor, uh, we monitor American citizens. You don't, oh, but will we, this board no. change that? No, no, no. The board Come does on. not have any operational authority or capability. What it will do is gather together best practices in addressing the threat of disinformation from foreign state adversaries, from the cartels, and disseminate those best practices cartels. to the operators that have been executing in addressing this threat for years. Is he referring to Republicans the are criticizing <laughs> your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowicz to lead this disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a renowned expert in the field of disinformation. Absolutely so. Would you be okay if Donald Trump were president, if he created this disinformation board, governance board, or if it is in place and he wins again in 2024, that he's in charge of such a thing? I believe that this working group that gathers together, gathers together best practices, makes sure that our, our work is uh, coordinated, consistent with those best practices, that we're safeguarding the right of free speech, that we're safeguarding civil liberties, I think is an extraordinarily important endeavor. Before I let you... <laughs> it, it's really funny. I, I think that it it's always interesting when like federal agents or people who are over these departments talk mm -hmm. about liberties, privacy... Yeah, right. You know, and I and, and she's like, will American people be monitored? And it's like, well, first of all, they already are. Yep. Like, what do you think the NSA is? Yeah. And you're telling me the Homeland Security and 
what what's the other one? The uh, oh yeah, she the, I know what you're talking about. D- Department of Defense, like all you're you telling Department FBI, of Defense, CIA, you're the State telling Department. Me, yeah, you're telling me these people aren't monitoring American citizens. Like, here's the thing: it's like the only reason I might agree with you is because it seems like every time we hear about one of these shooters recently, it's like the FBI already knew about them, but then it's like, well, were you monitoring them? Like Mm. you have, you have that authority. Like, why aren't you using it? Yep. I don't. Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So not to mention, listen to that guy talk is extremely boring. I know. Him and Mike Pence should have a competition. Yeah. So <laughs> who can who uh, can keep the audience attention the longest? He avoids our questions. Oh yeah, All a lot of them. Uh, he do, He just he goes. Was Nina Nina Jankowitz uh, the right person for this? And he goes, eminently qualified. She's an expert. Right. Love that word. Uh, an expert in the field of disinformation. And and you kind of want to go like, well, what is that? She produces it herself. Yeah, like what? What does that even mean? She puts it on her TikToks. <laughs> she never did uh, accept my uh, request. Uh, he should have said, he should have said, Dana, have you seen her song that she sang? Yeah. It's like her. Yeah. 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 Which I guess normally I wouldn't really care about what people are doing in their free time, but it is hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah. And, and especially, hilarious. I think it would be different if in her free time she just liked to sing show tunes or whatever, right? Even if she had her Harry Potter band, and you could, I think it's still fine to make fun of. I don't have a problem with that. But the fact that she was doing a Mary Poppins esque uh, number about disinformation, right? So it starts to yep. bleed into her work. You're like, all right. I mean, you just opened yourself up, like big oh, yeah. time, like nothing. Free game, yeah. Nothing, nothing is uh, sacred. All right. So, on top of that, uh, just as a reminder for a lot of people, I, I this is in the show notes as well. It's just Wikipedia, you know, the book of knowledge. But uh, Section Two Thirty has been coming up a lot recently too. This kind of goes along with a lot of the disinformation stuff. And I just wanted to remind people of what Section Two Thirty was. Uh, mm-hmm. And why it's really funny that it was the Republicans at one point that were trying to get Section 230 through, and now it's flipped to the Democrats. So this yep. is just one of those things that, depending on who wants what done, you know, they want to get this this kind of stuff through. So uh, it's a Section 230 is a section of Title 47 of the United States code uh, enacted as part of the United States Communications Decency Act that generally provides immunity for website. Uh, platforms with respect to third-party content. Uh, At its core, Section 230 provides immunity from liability for providers and users of an interactive computer service who who publish information provided by third-party users. Now, generally, uh, I would not be in favor of anything that federal government does, Uh, but as Mm -hmm. long as we have it, I tend to think this needs to stay in place uh, because Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, right? Any of this stuff uh, going, uh, or like Section 230 essentially getting abolished would open up the floodgates for these federal agencies to regulate these companies. Yeah. So... Keeping Section 230 is better. Yes. 
It's like if we have to choose, Section 230 needs to stand in place. And this was something that I was uh, constantly having to talk to like Republican friends about. Because the Republicans were all on it, man. They were like, oh, we, we need to get rid of it so that we can... like Regulate them. Yeah, regulate them too. So it's it's the same coin, different side. Yep. They all want the same thing. All these people who want Section 230 gone generally want the same thing to happen. They just want it for different reasons, right? Exactly. And you have to, you have to consider this, right? But it's also why you and I have talked about we need platforms that are essentially decentralized. Yeah. Um, YouTube, right? would know if if you and I were making money off of YouTube for whatever reason or TikTok since those are the two platforms are doing okay for us. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh Section 230 gets taken out. Neither of those platforms would have to have our content on there anymore. They could literally yeah. get rid of us for any reason because we don't uh go in into this thing youtube could essentially turn itself into just another uh like cable box thing yep right and then only keep certain creators that they have complete control over and mm-hmm. the rest of us would get thrown thrown out now here's the thing I, i'll admit that i think if something like this did happen you would probably see uh either odyssey or one of these other platforms really start to dominate yeah, you would. Because there's still a market for the kind of content that we put out that a lot of uh, other creators put out. Which, and, by the way, I heard Odyssey fix their buffering problem, yes, by the which way, is great. just for those yeah, who don't know. I got to get back in there and look at some some stuff. I was having some technical difficulties getting our YouTube stuff on there, so I got to figure it out. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of that. Um, it's just good to remember. Uh, if you guys want to read over it, there's some more information on Wikipedia about Section 230. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just wanted to to run through that a little bit because it's always good to remind people of the stuff that isn't uh, talked about as much. You know, where right. people will say, "Oh, Section two thirty, Section two thirty, but no one. Sometimes people forget, or they just didn't know to begin with. And you're like, "Well, can you tell me what it is?" <laughs> so all of that leads into, and I had a whole lot more planned for this, but we're gonna just kind of skim through it a little bit. Um, yeah. Again, it's in the show notes because we have what like. Oh, yeah, we've been almost at an hour now. Yeah, uh, we're almost there. Yeah. Be all right. Uh, Declaration for the Future of the Internet. This is, uh, a, is funded by the U.S. Department of State. And essentially what it is is it's a whole bunch of people who are trying to say that uh, the Internet needs to be, like, free. And they, they're contradicting themselves because they're trying to make a very, very centralized Internet that uh, people can, that a group of people can control, while also talking about freedom. Uh, there was some <laughs> other. What, let me see if I have the. Do I still have the PDF? Uh, I don't. You gotta love those contradictions, man. I know. I can't find it. Anyway, I had this whole like. There's this whole PDF that you can download, and it has all of the um, their like beliefs or whatever, because they're like protect human rights and fundamental freedoms of all people, promote global internet. Uh, that advances the free flow of information, which is really funny. That this yeah, is coming is, from the right? state. This is coming from the State Department. Uh, advance include uh, inclusive and affordable connectivity, so that all people can benefit from the digital economy. Uh, promote trust in the global uh, digital ecosystem, included uh, including through protection of privacy. Right, protection of privacy from the State Department, and yeah, uh, protect they truly care about that. Yeah, 
<laughs> and protect and strengthen the multi-stakeholder approach to governance that keeps the internet running for the benefit of all. So it's yeah. like, uh, there's some, you know, they don't want a free oh, and yeah. open internet. Like, let's be real. We already have that. That's what the internet is. Exactly. And what, this what they is, want is the limited. Yes. They, they're, they're trying to put this out here as if uh, the, the internet is somehow um, like oppressive to people. And it's hilarious because the only people who are being oppressive are the people who are part of this thing. Like, I think, did they have the... So, yeah, here, the Declaration for the Future of the Internet Partners. Albania, Argentina, Australia, Argentina, uh, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, <laughs> Colombia. Yeah, bastion of freedom in, yeah. Can in Canada. Uh, Costa Rica, Croatia, Denmark, the Dominican Republic, Estonia, the European Commission, Finland, France, Georgia, Germany, Greece... Uh, Israel, Italy, uh, Peru, Poland, Korea, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden, Taiwan, uh, Trinidad and Tobago, the United Kingdom, Ukraine, Uruguay. So just say NATO. Basically NATO, yeah. This must be, like, this is NATO for free internet. Yeah. So I, I just thought it's interesting. Again, there's uh you can you can download the PDF of the de the declaration on their website. Um, it's a pretty interesting read. In all honesty, I, I it's a lot of that same information, just more. <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, there's there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, all right, so we're almost getting into the 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 last. We have like two two segments left. Um, and they all kind of come hand in hand. And uh, Joseph, as you know, we've been dealing with food shortages recently. Yes. Um, and the also the price of food going up in a lot of places, which causes problems for people as well. So I think that's something that people got to remember. It's like it's not just like food completely disappearing off shelves, but also people not being able to afford enough food. Yep. You know, um, I don't know it, about you, but our bill just realize has increased drastically. Yeah. We're now probably spending, you know, $400 to $500 to hopefully last us a week and a half. Yeah. Hopefully to last us a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Uh, I've like cut way back dude, gas, uh, obviously not food, but gas. I have a, a 10 gallon tank. It was almost 50 bucks to fill up. Dude. I know our, uh, it was 80-something dollars to fill up our 23-gallon tank. Crazy, man. Yeah, that is crazy. So uh, I'm going to I, I, I'm gonna play some clips, um, and we'll, we'll, we can kind of talk about them. So there's a lot of just like weird stuff going on, uh, a lot of yep. fires and just things that are happening around food processing plants. Very suspicious. Yeah, just it's, it's suspicious. Because there's been like around 16 in the last year. Y yeah. Uh, on top of some of these other things that are going on. So uh, let me play this clip. Team is looking into claims about fires after several U.S. food processing plants went up in flames in recent months. WCNC Charlotte's Megan Bragg looks into what we know about the circumstances tonight. 
Recent fires at food processing plants across the U.S. have several people speculating online if something else is behind them. This tweet notes a, quote, odd coincidence that, quote, 18 U.S. food processing facilities burned down in the last six months. The question that we're looking at today, are people setting food processing plants on fire intentionally in order to create a food shortage? Let's verify. Our sources, Sam Gagejack, the communications manager for the American Association of Meat Processors, Sarah Little, the vice president of communications for the North American Meat Institute, Tom Super, the senior vice president of communications for the National Chicken Council, fire officials in each case, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, otherwise known as the USDA. In a statement, Little told us, quote, we are not aware of any concerted effort to set food processing facilities on fire. Super told us, quote, I can only speak for chicken, but like any manufacturing plant industry, there are genuinely a few fires that occur each year across the country. Most of them are contained rather quickly. Gage Jack agrees. I just want to say this. I want to say this real quick about what that last little bit right there, where it's like, well, there are a few fires every year. Like, we're not talking about a few contained fires. We're talking about facilities burning to the ground. Yep. My favorite was. I wish I'd put it in the show notes, so I can't find it now. I've been looking for it, but the AP report that came out about you know the conspiracy theory floating around with these food fires, food processing plant fires, and it said most of these were accidental. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so some of them were intentional. Yeah, and I love. I promise you, I read it on the the report on Twitter from the AP, and I can't find it now. I love that um, they're using a a, a verified uh, Twitter account called Wall Street Silver, and this little like he's got this little like Donald Trumpy looking image or whatever in a suit yeah. with like silver hair. It's the it's it's the Wall Street bets thing, but just looks a little bit different but uh it just cracks me up that it's like oh we found this tweet but and we wanted to see if we could verify it and it's like y'all this is not reporting no this isn't a good source the way that you're supposed to do this is going to the facilities and doing something called investigative journalism that's asking too much they just get their uh orders from the top uh so they go through this whole thing i uh and basically they're like no it's not going on yeah. but it's like all right you might be right but your whole this this, this little thing this charade they're putting on it, it's not convincing me that that's the case right especially when you have a report that says most of these are accidental accidental and um the first thing i thought is oh so some of them are intentional yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and words matter. It's yeah, it is. It's when you say like, oh, well, you know, there's fires every year. It's like, all right, you're talking about small contained fires. Like we're talking about buildings being engulfed, yes, and being burned, burned to, the to the ground. People, one just happened April 14th in California. Mm-hmm. There, I can't remember where it was, but there was another one in a report that I saw where the group of pe- the place was demolished and all these people lost their jobs right it's like we're not we're not talking about little fires um right anyway so here's another kind of weird uh story that happened about a uh a plane crash at a general mills facility you just heard that call for help from a 911 dispatcher after a plane crashed near the general mills plant 
in Newton County. And officials tell you 11 Alive just a couple hours ago, there are no survivors. That plane went down just after dinner time. Joe Ripley has been on the ground following this breaking news all night long. Joe, what's the scene looking like right now? Well, it's still quiet right now. The latest update I can tell you, though, from Covington Police, Captain Ken Malcolm tells me he believes at least two people were on board that plane. They did not survive. Where we're standing now, we're standing about 100 yards uh, outside of the General Mills cereal plant here in Covington, 100 yards away from where this plane went down. We understand this plant employs several hundred people, and several were here working at the time. Police say they don't believe Anyone on board the plane survived, but they say the situation could have been a lot worse. A call coming in around 645 tonight. Uh, police saying a Cessna 340 twin engine plane was traveling from around a local airport. Witnesses reporting the plane had veered sharply and crashed onto the side of the General Mills cereal plant here off Industrial Park Boulevard. You can see here from viewer submitted pictures and video the heavy smoke that came once that plane we understand exploded on impact when it had crashed. You can see that uh, it also damaged several trailers here on the on the site of the cereal plant, but that's the good news. No one here on the ground hurt. Uh, viewer pictures you saw there. The FAA now on scene trying to uh, piece together how this all happened, what factors may have contributed to this plane crash. They call it a horrible situation, what happened here tonight, but they say no one on the ground got hurt, and for that they are grateful, but certainly some families here uh, will be grieving over the loss of at least two people at this point. We understand federal investigators will also uh, be back here in the morning to continue their investigation. So probably just a coincidence, but also yep. it's kind of happening around the same time. It ha it's just so happens to be at another uh, food facility. Yeah, uh, for General and, Mills, you know, we're having supply chain issues. Yep. Prices are rising yep. and everything like that. And I think if you want to skip the, the next one under prices rising and food stock falling, I think, you know, I think we're all experiencing it now. But the main thing that I wanted to cover was the article where the president of, of BlackRock worth four hundred million dollars uh came out and said that Americans, you know, from this Bloomberg article, mm -hmm. uh, said that uh, are spending an extra $433 a month for food. And that was a couple Jeez. months back. Yeah, it's so, definitely and, gotten higher. It's definitely oh, yeah. gotten higher. A lot higher. Yeah. And so that's from March 29th, to, give, to be specific. And he said in that article that Americans, that you are entitled and you're just going to have to get used <laughs> to not having the stuff that be able to go to market and to get what you want uh, yeah says the man mm -hmm. worth 400 million dollars exactly and this this is the thing and people don't always want to put the the connectors together but they're trying to get people off of meat they're trying to get people yep. onto bugs onto fake meat onto a lot of stuff that is not as healthy for you um yep. and again it comes back to right this we've been talking about this the whole episode it is not the choice of the federal state or local government what i eat nope not at all you and uh for how long were they wrong about what was healthy for you regarding the uh, food pyramid pyramid how many times did oh, that change? so long a i bunch. mean 80 years yeah it, minimum right i mean it was a long time not only that but now that all this stuff with the jab right yeah, uh I, dude i was listening to eric july today his mom got it and she, it wasn't specifically because of uh, 
the vaccine, but the actual jab messed up her arm. She has to get surgery because they they screwed up in the no. injection. That's crazy, man. So it's like it's just one of those things that's like I, I really I, I don't get it. And we're right. seeing I, I know this is now as far as like politics is concerned, this is clearly going to have an effect in the uh, the, the midterms. Yeah, it is. I mean, a massive effect. You know, it's like when you. OK, so for instance, right today when I went to go fill up for gas, I get I get gas and I look at it and I go, uh, I almost just spent fifty dollars on gas. And it and, and I, I think to myself, like if I was someone um who probably wasn't going to vote libertarian. Yeah. I, I would probably go into the booth, look at everyone who was in office currently, and vote, and vote for, the other way. Yes, and just vote the opposite. Yep. That's probably what I would do. Because for a lot of people, that's going to be better than continuing to deal with what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. Because for American citizens, the only things that tend to matter to them are the things that are directly involved in their life, which is why you and I constantly are talking about the rollback of the federal government. Right. Because at the very least, we need to get to a place where state government is, for one, a lot easier to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least there's the chance in in uh, having the state government in charge that things could be a little bit better and you don't have this like m- this monolith <laughs> yeah <laughs> just government, deciding, federal government yeah, deciding to your yeah to, deciding to shut down a pipeline so that gas is near you know going to get up to five dollars a gallon where i am and even higher in a lot of other places right it's insane exactly it's crazy absolutely crazy man so and you know this next clip that we have regarding the fbi is just more proof on why you don't need to trust the federal government. You don't need to trust. The FBI has sucked for a long time. I think since, since it began, it has sucked. Oh, my God. You see this comment down here. <laughs> let me hang on. Let me see. It's just, right there. Can you see this? <laughs> Jeez. All right. Yeah. But we're going to play this clip uh, concerning the FBI and why people really need to stop assuming that the FBI works for the American people. Yeah. Please stop. That's not a thing. It's not how it works. They don't do their job most of the time. So, (laughs) All right, Paul, the survivors of abuse by Larry Nassar filing 13 claims against the FBI. They claim the Bureau was grossly negligent in its investigation into Nassar's sex abuse. An inspector general report found Indianapolis FBI officials made false statements and also failed to respond for months to early allegations. The Justice Department originally decided and not to prosecute the FBI agents, but last year reopened the case. We're going to learn more about the claims being filed tomorrow morning. Yeah, right. Just like all those CIA agents who didn't get charged for child pornography. (laughs) And at the Pentagon, oh no. Yeah. Color me shocked. Well. I should be more shocked than I am. It's terrible. And this is the point. I mean, you know, I mean, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, you know, you know, before them and then since them and you know you have this you have the la shooting you have probably you have buffalo shooter you have the uh the subway shooter in new york you, i mean colorado go, was that last year go on and on yeah you know so i think with the colorado one they even were instigating it yeah. that you have the uh 
the the governor of Michigan, they uh, uh-huh. uh, the plotted and for the uh, kidnapping of her yeah. to frame those people. Even and, even the stuff going on with January sixth and the yep. people that instigated that. Exactly. Do not trust the federal the, the federal government and do not trust if, the FBI <laughs> because they they don't care about you. Yeah. If you're ever in a situation where you're like in a in a large group of people or something's going on and someone you you notice an instigator, immediately look at that person and just start uh, chanting fed yeah. and pointing at fed, that person. Fed. Yeah. Uh, that'll probably solve your problems. Uh, yeah. yeah, people got to start thinking for themselves, man. Like, don't yep. don't just follow the crowd because it seems like the thing to do, or you get excited about being able to get into the Capitol building. Like, people got to be a little bit smarter, you know. It all yeah. whether we're talking, uh, you know, how we talk about all the time, we're starting to remove yourself from certain products from these companies that absolutely hate everything that you stand for right um Mm -hmm. you know we were talking who what company were we talking about or oh the whole thing with cm punk right and this Mm -hmm. organization that seems to be fine with him just spouting this this stuff where i imagine there's a lot of people who are in those crowds that uh completely disagree with cm punk it's like cut your dollars off from these people right bungie uh Yes. is openly out about that stuff. Uh, Insomniac is doing the same thing where they're they're coming out and they feel the need for their company to just be like, we're pro-choice or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, now I'll choose not to buy your stuff anymore. Yep. And that that's an easy, like, to be honest, so considering, you know, we don't really cover that stuff nearly as much, uh, it's an easy thing for me to just be like, all right, I'm not buying your crap anymore. Like, Destiny's yep. not that good. It's like, Insomniac, your games aren't that good. And that's the thing, you know. We talk, we we talked about this uh, with all the Republicans during the election uh, when they're like, "We're not going to watch Fox News because of all the controversy <laughs> yeah. with them." And then they go back to Fox News. Immediately, and it's like, again, if you're going to claim you have these values, and these companies come out in direct opposition to your values, right? Or for whatever reason, don't support them. Live up to your values. Yes, it will cause you to sacrifice things that you once once enjoyed, maybe. Uh, yeah, didn't enjoy the Halo series, but you know, and things like that. You know, for me, I, I'm no longer on ESPN. I was right before the podcast. I was thinking, man, I haven't been on ESPN and dude, months and months and months. Now yeah. I didn't watch NFL. Not watching NBA any longer. The only sport I watch is the UFC, and every now and then I would catch a college football game. And then I think I did watch. I did watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Outside of that, it's like. You know, and I used to watch, I mean, you know how often I watch uh-huh. football and how big of a fan I was. And again, it goes back to, you know, these these companies came out in direct opposition to my values. Yep. It's And so because of that, I was like, okay, well, I'll just pull my time and my money back and put it into something else. Exactly. That's that's where it is, man. I mean, you, you look at Netflix, Disney, um, I mean, Hulu to some degree. And it's like one of the things we've always talked about, it's like, get to 49%, right? Yep. So you're there the 51% of whatever you're supporting is either neutral on the subject mm-hmm. or is completely uh, closer to your your personal values. Um ever you know that other 49% it's like slowly start getting rid of stuff if it's possible, right? Um and, and, and why do I need to know what? the freaking when I when I'm buying a blanket what their political views are? Dude, why do I like I don't give a crap about the political views or person like moral views of Bungie but the minute you come out and you're you're like here's a bunch of 
uh, pro-choice organizations that you can mm-hmm. um, donate to or whatever, it's like, man, I don't need that from you. Yep. Exactly. It's like, just you. remain neutral. Just like, hey, we're not going to talk about yeah. it. That's not our deal. Well, we just make video games. Yep. And that's what Sony did. Uh, and there's like people getting mad at them or saying they're going to muzzle them. And part of me is just like, I hope they do it. I hope you yeah. learn a lesson about what it's like to be a part of a, a corporation. Yep. It's like, Bungie, you got bought out. That's yep. it. You, you don't, you are not individual owners of this. It's not some sort of commune where you get a say in this. It's like, you. do you want to make money or not? Right? It's yeah, like, if you don't want to make exactly. money, don't make your dumb indie games that three people play. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can you can put all of your politics in there. They don't want to do that, though. No. Nope. Because they, you know, know it's not going to work for them. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode 89 of The Underground. We will be back on Thursday. We're going to be talking about the return of Daredevil. George R.R. Martin's continued rivalry, or at least perceived rivalry. Um, An interesting article about this sneak peek that Amazon gave to some Lord of the Rings uh, um, influencers that we we talked about in episode 88. Um, So if you haven't listened to that episode, uh, please go do that because it's it's pretty in depth, I would think. Um, And then we're going to we're going to discuss some common uh, talking points that are brought up uh, when people attempt to critique or criticize um, content. Yes. And yeah, we're just gonna, we're going to talk about it a little bit and uh, see how that, uh, see how that goes. It'll be a little closer to like what we did in 88, but a lot shorter because the video is only about two and a half minutes. Um, Anyway, until then you guys take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to. But you got room temperature IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth us what's under my shoe. Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out. Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out. If y'all with them and not with you, I'd sit out. Cause every rapper's on the list now, mad at a pitch count. Flowing heaters like my souls beat up. No people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book. And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such. But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal. I must start attacking. Ain't lacking my brains lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the backhand All the pain that I bring up is like the pain to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap fans and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way And you steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun but what you doing is Abusing every rule of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid to see.
It's everybody is ignorant. It's only when you speak on what you don't know you become slow and that ignorance crosses into stupidity. Yet I'm still spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient, opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite and I'm in awe cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing, surrounded by a bunch of brainless. Your aim is yet all the same shame cause you ain't slick, afraid to relate other things cause you nameless. Tainted, weak, empathetic, you epitomized. Politic ties cause you scared to be criticized. Ancient trick, you ain't say this, you afraid to unplug from the matrix. Basic, Your time when you can be so much more, so much more.